0: Hi, and welcome to the Great Data Mind podcast series. Today, we're excited to have with us two wonderful gentlemen that are going to talk to us about AutoML. I'd like to introduce you to Jesus Diaz from Cloud Thirty Nine, a top GCP partner. Hi, how are you doing, Jesus?
1: I'm doing great, Julie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really excited yes, to be doing also- this with you.
0: Yeah, and Jesus is also an advisor with Great Data Minds. And then our guest of honor is Jonathan Hodges. He's the VP of Data Management and Analytics at Workiva here in Denver area. Hi, Jonathan. Thanks.
2: Yeah, hello, uh, Julie and Jesus. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Good. So um, as I stated, today we're going to talk about AutoML, and I'm actually going to hand it over to you two techie-minded Einstein types and let you uh, talk about a few things and give our audience some information around AutoML
1: okay thank you, thank you Julie. I'll give it to you thank you Julia. Re- really appreciate it so Jonathan uh really excited to have you on on the great data minds uh, podcast so can you give us a little bit of a background of uh, what you've done around
2: data and what's your current uh, uh work sure yeah and you know, really appreciate you guys uh, having me today um yeah, so I guess uh I guess I've been uh, in the industry quite a while um Wow, when I go back and look at this, over 20 years—I used to say almost 20 years—but over 20 years in IT and product development experience, uh, working across finance, media, and education verticals, um, the last 10 years or so have been focused on so-called big data and analytics. You know, starting with early versions of Hadoop, uh, maturing through Spark, and now working with things like cloud data warehouses and automated machine learning or AutoML, like we'll talk about today. Uh, I recently joined Rakiva, where I'm focused on applying AI and uh, machine learning in the connected financial reporting and compliance space.
1: Really, really exciting stuff, and I and I can completely relate to your to your 20-year uh, kind of like aha moment. Uh, it's it's almost I think it's over 20 years if I count some of my college experience. So, but it's it's amazing. Time flies.
2: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Don't get me started, boys. I've got to be
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so uh, Jonathan, you mentioned AutoML. So, can you can you elaborate a little bit more what AutoML is and and kind of like what are the key benefits that we, we can expect from AutoML?
2: Sure. You know, I guess the first thing I'm going to say is, you know, AutoML is definitely not a replacement for data scientists, as uh, you know some people might say or, or, or fear if you're a data scientist. But but actually, I think it's actually more of a data science scientist's best friend, at least in its current state. Uh, You know, there's a lot of definitions out there, but kind of how I look at it is, you know, AutoML really just stands for automated machine learning. So with that, I think a simple definition for AutoML is really the process of automating one or many steps in the machine learning project lifecycle. You know, and so that includes things like data wrangling or your data prep, you know, getting your data in the the right format so you can do some modeling, um, some feature engineering or selection, um, the model selection, hyperparameter tuning, Model validation and model deployment, you know, so that's a you know number of steps that go through the whole life cycle. So anything that helps you automate just one of those, in, in my definition, would be considered AutoML. And then there's some cases where you can you know automate all of those in things like pre uh, built models. So you know, so to take in that broad definition and encompass, you know, there's a few examples I think fall into those two categories. Um, what the first category is really, like I was saying, pre-built models. You know, these are the ones you could take sort of right off the shelf. And then the second category is, is maybe some tooling that helps you maybe automate one or many of those uh, project lifecycle steps. And so taking a few examples, um, you know, for when you think about a pre-built, pre-built model, you know, right off the shelf, you know, you can find a lot of these type cognitive services in things like Google, Amazon, or Microsoft Clouds. Uh, so you can get these fully managed services around things like computer vision, uh, natural language processing or NLP. Uh, I know Amazon recently launched a time series forecasting service and you know there's tons of them around. And so these are uh, ones you can take without even having a data science team. You just want to take them off the shelf, apply them in your applications. I think that's one set. But then the other piece is the second category, which is around you know, tooling to help in some of the steps uh, to, to optimize you know, the, the machine learning process. And so I think things like data robot is, is one of the early uh, entries into this market, uh, H2O's driverless AI, Google's AutoML service, AWS SageMaker, you know, there's a bunch of them, Auto uh, scikit Learn, AutoCecara's Teapot. you know, list goes on and on, because there's just a mm-hmm. ton of those out there. Because with my definition, any one of those pieces that can be automated, you know, is technically doing a portion of AutoML. Uh, and so when you get to the benefits of all of this, you know, in simplest terms, you know, AutoML really just expedites that standard machine learning approach, meaning you can more quickly use or crank out machine learning machine learning models. So, data scientists, obviously, you know they've got a great job and they're, and they're well compensated. So, from a business perspective, that you know they're expensive resources and they're in, in huge demand, so they're hard to find. So, anything you can do to optimize or scale their work, you know, the better off you are so you know that first category of pre-built models you know as i was saying that that truly democratizes machine learning you know where a company can use them right off the shelf no data scientist, and, and kind of be off and running um you know that and then on the flip side you know if you've got a data science team and, and you're using some of these tools uh and you want to make sure you're conscious around cost or, or timing you know it, it, using AutoML tooling could mean the difference between maybe hiring three or six data scientists to implement your roadmap. you know so i think both of those are, are definitely big, big um, you know, boons for these enterprises these days, but, uh, and I think those benefits are the reasons you're hearing more about AutoML and people are getting excited about it. That, that's really interesting,
1: Jonathan, and, and I really like the way you put it because uh, you know, my personal experience, a lot of times uh, data scientists are a little bit worried about AutoML. They see it as a competitor or kind of like a you know, lower level or lower quality uh, models, but I like the angle that you're bringing to the whole to the whole uh, discussion. That instead of just like being a replacement for data engineers or data, I'm sorry, the data, uh, the data scientists, it's more of a tool that they can use to speed up and to, to scale better. So that's that's pretty interesting. Um, so in your, you mentioned a bunch of different technologies from Google uh, and and, and uh, you know Amazon, uh, Microsoft. Uh, so in your, in your particular case, what are your go-to technologies for implementing auto, AutoML?
2: Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think, like I mentioned, DataRobot. Yeah, so I think what DataRobot and H2O driverless AR are, are still, I think, the most fully featured uh, platforms if you take a, you know, all the things that they um, supply. But I think many others are quickly closing that gap, particularly those in, Google, in public clouds like Google that you mentioned. You know, so Google, Amazon, and Microsoft, they're all investing, you know, very heavily or actually more in their you know cloud-based AI offerings than any other area, um, which isn't surprising considering you know a lot of the demand you know for, for having these in, in the different industries. But you know, so today if you're evaluating AutoML, it may just come down to what cloud your data is stored in. Uh, you know, my previous company, we were using driverless AI, but um or Kiva. Uh, we're we're actually using both Google's AutoML and AWS SageMaker because we feel they'll they'll soon surpass those other players. Um, you know, maybe they're not quite at par, but I think quickly they're going to be closing that gap.
1: Okay, that that's uh, that's pretty interesting. It's uh, yeah, and I think it gets to a point where a lot of those uh, a lot of those companies are going to bring kind of like similar offering, similar to what they've done on the storage and uh, and computing. Uh, Area, so it, it makes sense here on the on, on the AutoML. Any specific uh, implementation? Any specific problem where you've used AutoML successfully? Any any battle scars that you want to share uh, today?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I think um, which is cool. Like kind of kind what I led with saying that these are really tools to enable data scientists. Uh, so in our case, you know, we have a team of uh, you know eight data scientists total. And so, really, we actually use facets of AutoML in just about every ML project we take on. You know, so that we mostly use it, you know, for feature and model selection. But uh, we also use some of those off-the-shelf models sometimes. You know, for things like image recognition or NLP. Um, one of the cool uh, use cases uh, that we we've uh, focused on recently is around supercharging business intelligence. You know, so combining things like machine learning, in our case, even automated machine learning, uh, to help you uh, come up with things like uh, feature selection. So what's a nice side effect of that, uh, you know, a lot of times when you're doing business intelligence, um, you, you, you need to come up with things like metrics or KPIs that you want to visualize or track, you know, but sometimes that's uh, a good amount of trial and error. So, so what's cool about automated machine learning is you could take out a lot of that guesswork. Um, so you can actually come up with those, uh, basically the features that you select around a problem. Well, now it can actually tell you, you know, what is the predictive power or, or the weighting of those features? And so based on the most, you know, the, the features that are weighted the highest, you can use those to, to develop your KPIs uh, and then use those to track. And so it's a it's a pretty cool way to kind of combine, uh, you know, uh, automated machine learning and business intelligence. And we see a lot of applications for that uh, going forward.
1: That, that's that's pretty interesting. It's kind of like a, a different approach from the, the, the traditional. Let's uh, let's build a model to identify clouds. Right. That pretty much every single platform it's. Uh is building nowadays around vision api so that's that's pretty cool i, I like that so so uh, last but not least is there any word of caution or anything what would be your advice for uh, organizations that wanted to start their automl uh, journey uh, what's the what's the homework that you you would suggest to those organizations before during and after
2: they implement an automl uh, project yeah yeah and, and i think um, you know, the answer isn't too different than just any uh, maybe data science or machine learning work. Uh, you know, everybody wants to jump right in, you know, AI and machine learning. You know, that's obviously the, the more sexy buzzwords today. And, you know, everybody wants to kind of get into that mix. But, but based on my experience, really, you know, just like any of those uh, data science initiatives, auto mail falls in the same camp. You need to have access to quality data around the use cases you want to apply uh, machine learning or automated machine learning. Uh, So it's very possible, depending on, you know, sort of where you are, you know, uh, in your maturity of your organization, that you might have to complete some maybe data management or lower level sort of instrumentation projects, uh, you know, to make sure you've got quality data. You know, so it could be that you've got these business processes you'd love to, to, to figure out how to optimize, but maybe you're not capturing data around it. You know, so you have to go first digitize some of those processes or, or figure out a way you can instrument them so that you can start capturing the data. And then you can leverage that, you know, for some of your uh, machine learning or automated machine learning projects. You know, the good news is is AutoML is really available in many flavors you know, so so say, you know, you're a company that's just sort of getting into data, you know, you haven't invested in data scientists yet. You know, that's OK. Um, that's where I think, you know, companies like Data Robot offers a full white glove service where, you know, you'd actually have dedicated data scientists assigned to your account, you know, work on your use cases. Um, you know, but also there's the other model, which we, we leverage because we've already got a data science team. So we don't need to pay that premium to have data robot help us. But and this is where, you know, we're leveraging more of the tooling that I suggested earlier, just to kind of speed up our team to, to basically scale them so that we can now take on more projects in the year. And, you know, each individual project takes a whole lot less time. Um, and, and so this means that um, I'm automating money, one of those steps of the, of the life cycle again. And, and that's where we see the most success. Um, you know, because how I would look at it, you know, and maybe it's, it's backing up a little bit, but just giving a little bit of a comparison uh, between AutoML and standard machine learning. And I think that's where you'll see why these are parallel because really it's just doing it quicker, but you're still doing you know, those same steps. Uh, and so I think where you really see benefits is when um, let's take a data scientist and and, and why you know, they shouldn't be fearful because it actually makes their life so much easier. But let's just say let's just take an example like okay maybe i want to go uh you know predict customer churn for instance um with a standard machine learning approach uh this could take a data scientist quite a while you know because they may need to try, like, you know, they don't know out of the gate, like which algorithm is going to work the best. So they're, they're basically going through and trying an algorithm sort of one at a time. And a lot of the time, this is based on their past experience, which, you know, normally means they haven't tried all the algorithms out there. And, you know, so they're going to kind of go to their go to's first, which, yep. you know, may or may not be the best solution. Uh, and so that could take a decent amount of time, you know, to, to go through that. Whereas AutoML, how that can short circuit that, which is sort of in that model uh, feature engineering model selection step is it can actually take your data set and say, all right, instead of doing this sort of one algorithm at a time serially or manually, it can basically throw hundreds of algorithms you know, at it immediately and basically generate basically a ranked ordered list uh, or a leaderboard, if you will, of those algorithms that are performing the best. Uh, and so this literally, you know, a data scientist uh, you know, doing that manually could take weeks or months, you know, whereas AutoML is minutes or hours. Uh, so that gives you a good example where, you know, data scientists still in the mix, but it just makes their lives so much easier and quicker because uh, they can leverage this. And they don't got to take those models out of the leaderboard as is, but at least gives them a place to start. and Say, oh, OK, I see that, you know, random forest or logistic regression or, you know, deep learning uh, were the best ones. So let me take that one and then I'll take it and, you know, tune it further to make it even more robust but but that's how we inserted in, in our day, and I think anybody could do this. Uh, and so, like I said before, depending on where you're at, you can get started immediately off the shelf models, or you got, you got data science team, you know, get rocking with some of these cloud uh, offerings. You know, like the Google's AutoML is, is great. Uh, AWS SageMaker has come on a lot, you know, uh, in the last year. So uh, yeah, it, uh, the the world's your oyster these days in terms of AutoML. Yeah
1: yeah no that's that's I think I think you're you're exactly right Jonathan. Uh, I, I like the idea of using AutoML for, for building your baseline prediction. And then, you know, if need be, then, then you can refine it. And, and, you know, a lot of these platforms are, are complementing the AutoML with things like tagging, uh, you know, AWS has the, the whole uh, mechanical torque. Uh, Google Cloud now came out with, uh, with their own tagging uh, uh, service. So I, th- I think you're spot on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's, it's, a, it's a great time to be uh, working with these, all these services in the cloud are much more available than they used to be. Back in my early days of, you know, Hadoop uh, 0.20 installed on, you know, bare metal. We've come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely.
0: I sure have. Guys, thanks. That was an amazing recording and uh, just a lot of great information. Um, I'd like to thank all of our listeners, too, for joining us today. And Jonathan, um, I feel confident in saying that if anyone would like to reach out to you and maybe do a peer-to-peer meeting, that you're open for that. Absolutely. Great. Good. We're supporting the community. So, and Jesus, thanks so much for joining in and, and helping us through the this podcast. And uh, once again, join us next month when we have more podcasts and more information. And have a great day, everybody.
1: Yep. Thank you. Thank you.